Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is TV Blackbox. Bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Right, and welcome to this brand new edition of TV Black Box for 2024. And it's a special edition as we look at the new rating system set to come into effect this week. Joining me is the viewers' advocate, Steve Malk, and senior editor of TV Black Box, Kevin Perry. Gentlemen, let's get right into it. Malk, tell us what this new VOZ system is. Um, thanks, Rob. Hello, Kevin. It's a, look, I'm going to say a fundamental change to what we've been receiving as far as data goes from Oztam since it kicked off. Uh, the, the primary issue is, well, the primary, the primary thing that's happening is all of the reports that we have been receiving, and we would get five every day based on a whole bunch of metrics, but predominantly the average audience across the five capital cities for any, you know, the top 20 programs. Uh, we would get, um, the, and of course, all of the demos, we would get a multi-channel report in the same way, the percentage uh, primetime share from 6pm to midnight for all of the networks and all of the multi-channels, uh, a subscription TV report in their top 20, and then what was essentially a total TV consolidated seven from what happened a week ago on the same day. They were the reports that we were getting. F- from Monday the 29th, is it? No, Monday the 30th, representing the data. Yeah, Monday the 29th, representing the data from Sunday the 28th. No more. Those reports are gone. In fact, the the archived data on the Oztan website is now gone as well. You can't even access those reports as you used to be able to because we're going to be getting two new reports every day at a different time. Uh, And the critical changes to this are... Where we used to get the breakdown by even market, where we could see in those top 20s what the audience, average audience figure was for any show, mm-hmm. we're now going to see a report that prioritises the cumulative reach for every of the top 30 shows for the night. So we get an extra 10, but we're getting primarily what is the cumulative reach. We'll dive into what that means in a second. We will also get in that report the national um, average audience for that show. So no longer just Five City Metro, but a national figure. And then the national BVOD audience that is averaged. And it's important to know that those three numbers, A plus B does not equal C. So you can't add the national average audience and the national other to get the reach. It's a different number altogether. And those two reports, so we get that one, plus we get a consolidated seven. So the same thing, what happened seven days ago for for that audience market. They're the two that we get every day. And no longer do we get them for a 10 a.m. publish. 
all of the data gets released to everybody, including the trade media, 11.35 every day. Yeah, as someone on Twitter said to me, we've got more data than ever before, but we're releasing less of it. But Kevin... The headline here is we're going from averages to reach or cum or cumulative reach, however you want to put it. Um, I do have some sympathy for why the networks are doing this. When everyone's trying to talk TV down, they do need to showcase the audience, the number of Australians they're reaching, don't they? Yeah, they do. And to be fair to the networks, this is going to provide the biggest number possible. This is going to bring in... All of the viewers across regional Australia, we're going to be getting ratings from areas of Australia that we've never seen before in really remote regions like Darwin. Um, and we're also going to get a lot more of the BVOD data, people watching online. Where that's where the youth market tend to be watching their content nowadays. So that, so all of that audience figure is going to be coming into the ratings and it's going to be represented a lot more. I guess my main concern is the fact that these numbers we're getting are, are a completely different style of metric to what we've had previously, and that's going to mean that the numbers that we're reporting on from Monday, they really cannot be compared with anything we've seen previously. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think I was in a position where when they were trying to go from metro to national, I was very resistant. And it's interesting that in the years since... I'm actually on board with this. Radio does cum and they talk percentages. You could almost argue, Kevin, that TV has been talking itself down ever since ratings came up dealing with averages. You know, we're going to see Sunrise and the Today Show have around 1 million viewers when you look at reach. Yeah, that's correct. But I guess in some ways that, that reach number is... The- it, it, it tells one story, but it also doesn't tell you the story of how many people are actually watching at a particular moment. I mean, a, a show like Sunrise or Today, yes, it might have a reach of over a million viewers, but the average viewer is probably only there for around 15 minutes. So I, I guess we kind of have to, we have to explain what these new numbers really mean. Yeah, and, and, and I just, I'm going to disagree with you briefly, Rob, just to, to quickly jump back, but it'll bring us back into this point. I don't think that people talking about the numbers on TV shrinking is people talking TV down. I think that it's people reflecting what's actually happening. And honestly, rightly, if we reflect into the conversation what the BVOD and the catch-up numbers are, where this forces that sort of conversation, it was kind of optional before, that's a real reflection of what the audience is doing. Now, We acknowledge in part that even those audiences were decreasing somewhat or were a little bit hit and miss, depending on the nature of the show. But, you know, we will agree to cut and slice our lemons in a couple of different ways. (laughs) The the challenge for mine, and I acknowledge that the the key difference in this is is a reach number is based on the hot the, the the total number of unique viewers that watched one minute of the program. Yep. So that that absolutely will be the highest number because if the three of us tuned in at different times for different lengths but all stayed for at least a minute, that counts us as three viewers in that Oztem context. Now, again, they haven't changed the way that they are measuring this data in that it is still coming from their, you know, 5,000-odd boxes around the country you know, doing all of that sort of stuff. It's not like they've opened it wide. And the BVOD numbers do actually measure every single stream. 
So if you watch it on BVOD, actual real data represents how many people watched, acknowledging there's an extra metric that they use to calculate that, but the Oz 10 boxes do that. My challenge is this, when we watch a TV program, generally speaking, we'll sit down at 7.32 to watch the entire thing. We want to watch the whole show if we're yep. interested in it. Lots of people channel flip, I get it, and, and all of those sorts of things. So giving us a reach number, I don't think reflects the actual audience that watches the program, whereas as broken as it is in itself, an average number for the show length gives us a better indication of how many people across the life of that broadcast hour or however long it was, that gives us the truer indication of how many people watch this show on broadcast TV. Because unless you're delivering us a program that only gives us little bite-sized segments that you can easily tune in and out of, we actually, and certainly the, the, the networks, want us to tune in for the entire lifespan of that program, that hour of, of TV that they're giving us. And, and a, a cumulative reach number doesn't give us that indication, which is why I think it'll help us to give the national audience number, which is the other, as I said, you know, the extra part of the, the report that's coming in. But, Mulk, is that just because we're used to getting that level of detail? We don't get that level of detail with radio. Yes, that look, that's true, but I think that radio and TV are different. I think that, like, while they are certainly both broadcast media and you do want to do it, we're not... Thanks to Adam Boland, the way that we watch breakfast TV was is reflected to be as much like radio as TV can. And he he always wanted to talk in reach. Sure, and and for your brekkie television, it makes sense because it's absolutely in and out. Very few people sit down and watch Sunrise from seven till nine, which is how it's measured in that average context. You know, in in the past, every day. Most people are there, they're grabbing 15 minutes and God, if you do sit down and watch it for all two or three hours, and I have done for various reasons in the past, there's lots of repetition in the programming. Let's see this again and again and again and again. Yep. Same with radio. You'll see, you'll hear something in that first hour that gets repeated later in the, the next two hours, and that's fine. It's an in and out medium. I'm, I'm going to promise you, particularly 7, 9 and 10, come Monday night when they launch their three big new reality shows, do not want you to watch just one minute of Australian Idol or Australian oh, of course. Survivor we know that. or Married at First Sight. They want you to watch the whole thing. And so this reach number is helpful to give you an inflated sense of how many people watched it. I don't think it gives us a true indication of what the audience are doing. Kevin, I think Mulk has a lot of good points there. Ring the bell for 2024. <laughs> but, <laughs> We're um, starting strong. <laughs> this is a PR stunt because... They want the biggest numbers being out there. I see tweets. I see headlines sure. all the time. There's only, you know, 300,000 people watching this show when... or the, Actually, people will put it in terms of there are only 300,000 Australians watching this show. And that's not true because then we know mm. you've got to add the national figure and the BVODs. The networks are saying our advertising dollars are going because... Everyone's buying into this perception that no one's watching TV. It is still the biggest game in town. And I I get the idea that they want to spin, put out the biggest number. Yeah, exactly. And I can appreciate why they're doing it too. But I think I think it's going to be really beholden on people like us to, to educate our readers on what these new numbers mean because it is a very different equation to what we've been dealing with previously and a program say for example the launch of gladiators that we had a couple of weeks ago i mean that program had huge publicity and i am sure that 
that first premiere episode had a huge reach number. But I'm also guessing a lot of those viewers were there for only the first few minutes and then they switched off. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so... Total drive-by. But the second episode, the third episode, will show that under this new metric. It will, but... But in the same way that it showed it in the average anyway, Rob. Of, of course. I'm just dealing with the fact that we will still get comparisons. We will be able to compare apples with apples because episode one of Gladiators might have a reach of one million, even oh. though it averaged, what, 300 and something. Um, but when we see night two, night three, we will still be able to see the audience decline. Yeah, yeah. And, and just a really quick point to note, any change in data set is going to make things difficult to compare, you know, like, we will not be able to compare this year's Men's Australian Open final with last year's Men's Australian Open final yeah. or any of the past ones because it's based on this whole new metric. So, look, that that is a, a suck-egg situation. You can't pick a good date to start new data sets. It just has to happen. So, arbitrarily, they've picked this date. To pick up on what Kevin was saying, I thought that's a really great example because in the example report that Oztam supplied us, they highlighted data from the 15th of January this year, which is the launch night of Gladiators. Now, old school metrics, old school numbers. Five city metro, Gladiators pulled 395, five capital city, and it pulled 127 regional for a old school national number, if you think of it in that regard, of just broadcast TV, 522, right? So it's a good but not great number, but in the middle of summer, it's actually not outrageous. Well done, Channel 10. Under the new system, it gets even more interesting because the national brought that the, the national average for Gladiators that launch episode was five fifty six k. So that includes the five city metro plus regional plus a new regional market, which includes basically all of the missing bits that hadn't been included or hadn't been measured before. Then the BVOD number for overnights was twenty seven nationally only. 27,000 viewers for just those that watched it via broadcast video on demand in that first 24 hours. The consolidated seven figure, which is your broadcast plus BVOD plus time shift, so people that maybe recorded it or watched it later, total was 654. Great. Well done, Gladiators. Not a bad start. But the reach number under the new metric was 1.349 million viewers for that first episode of Gladiators. That's how many people watched that, sorry, the total number of unique viewers via broadcast TV who watched for at least a minute and the total number of unique streams that caught it via BVOD for at least, get this, 15 seconds. That's all it takes on BVOD to register. Plus, Why is it only 15 seconds for BVOD? Because that's what it is, right? I, I understand the question and, and we don't know. But add to that, Rob. It's like it's, Facebook saying a view is two seconds. But you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's also not a one-to-one. -one. So the BVOD number isn't just Rob watched it on BVOD and Kevin and Malk watched it on broadcast TV. There is what they call a co-viewing metric that they load that number with, acknowledging that sometimes it's just Rob watching on BVOD, but at other times it might be Rob and Rob's family watching with BVOD. And they can't know that because Rob's the one that logged in. We can't know everyone else. So we'll make an educated, well-educated kind of calculation. So every yeah. BVOD number is then multiplied by 1.2 or 1.5 or whatever the co-viewing metric is to extrapolate and allow for that. So already that number's bigger 
But like I said, 15 seconds plus one minute, you, total number of unique people that watched for at least that gives us this 1.349 number. Although in fairness, you have to get through the ads. So if you haven't survived the ads before you get there, you're there to watch that show. And they don't count, just by the way. When you launch up and you give your pre-roll ads, they don't count for that 15 seconds of the show. Um, yeah, it's, good. That just so, so to make it really clear, those numbers are very different in how they measure them. They give us a very different number, like Kevin said, and it is inflated compared to what we are used to. It is something that we will have to get used to because we're used to talking about now, you know, 400,000, 500,000 viewers was the old million, was what we used to refer to the old 2 million. If you go back, gosh, even 10 years in ratings terms. Now mm. from Sunday, we're going to be talking about the men's Australian, the Australian Open men's final. I'm going to predict under this new reach number, is going to pull like four and a half, five million viewers. And there's no Aussie yeah. in the final. Right, that you almost remember when Ash Barty won her women's final, it pulled four or five million average. This is going to pull that for just these ones and twos. Geez, imagine what the Matildas would have done. Oh, it, it like I just can't even. You'd be talking tens to twelves <laughs> to fifteens, right? Huge, huge numbers. So we will need to adjust our understanding of that. The catch is that we, as Kevin rightly said. We're going to need to make sure that we we talk in a sense that understands that while that number is huge, it only represents people that watched at least a minute of the show. And for particularly your, ratings, uh, your reality, reality juggernaut shows where you tune in to the, like, remember the networks would split code shows and they'd go, here's like this, and then the winner mm, announced. There'll be no more of that. Well, uh, they may still do that. However, but what's the this, value? If the longer they go, the more chance they have of a bigger reach. Like Sunrise right. in the Today Show prioritizes their need to split code. There's, yeah, be Sunrise in the Today Show should get rid broadcast. of seven to nine and go five thirty till nine o'clock because you've got all these people coming and going, which would lead to a bigger reach. Absolutely, and I think we'll see the end of uh, like calling Sunrise and Today coded seven a.m. to nine a.m. It'll just be it goes from five thirty till nine. And then when they do have those extended ones, they'll have to be coded separately. Yeah, yeah. It, if we do get rid of split coding, if we do get rid of split coding, that will be a huge advantage for the industry. We have already seen the end of split coding in the 6pm news bulletins, which has been yes. great. Yeah. So, so yeah, hopefully we are going to see the end of split coding across all programming. Uh, yes. The other little thing I just wanted to touch on was the fact that there is a 10-minute rule when yes. it comes to programs. So effectively, this is in the industry, it's known as the Bluey rule because yeah. Bluey never counts anymore. So you won't see Bluey, despite being one of the biggest shows on Australian television, in the rating reports from Monday. Yes. And this also affects what programs like the Melbourne Cup, doesn't it, Kevin? Because it, it fits in that under 10-minute broadcast, so it yeah. then wouldn't show in a whole bunch of the reports yeah, that we it, saw it, even it, as late as last year. Unless they code it for yeah, at least 10 that's minutes. That's exactly what I was going to say, because last year Channel 10 made the mistake of coding the actual race under 10 minutes, and so it got left off the VPN reports. So Although, yeah. again... I think Why 10 will be smarter. It? Yeah, well, exactly. So hopefully 10 this year have learnt their lesson and they will just code it as a, a one big event. Yeah. Why would you split code anything? If you're running the Melbourne Cup all day, yeah. people are coming and going all day. Your figure is going to be bigger oh, yeah. under it this will just rule be the because you're getting started, more unique yes. viewers. The broadcast starts at 10am and it runs until 6pm yep. or 5pm and the Melbourne Cup pulled 11 bajillion people Correct. watching it. That that 10 minute rule is interesting, Kevin. You're right, because it used to be six to 10, 12 months ago, a five minute rule. 
and then they changed it. Um, so now, now, as of last year, but carrying through to this, shows under 10 minutes aren't included, except the only exception will be Bluey's 30-minute episode that airs this year on the ABC, which will have a reach of, a, again, 11 bajillion people watching it. Um, the other really critical thing that I thought was um, important, and, and look, Tim Burrows has, has talked about it in his um, daily Unmade newsletter today, we're not getting a percentage share report anymore. Yeah. So daily, it will be even harder to tell, air quotes, who won the night because there's no definitive metric published. All of the data exists in the background and all of the networks will still get it. So the PR Jedis will work their asses off to tell us everybody won. But what we get from a from the, the arbiter, from Oztam, who collect and give us this data, is no more ability to be able to definitively say primary channel X or network Y won the night based on just their audience share. And the weekly audience share is, it, it's not even that. It's next to useless. Mm. It's just a total number of how many minutes were watched on network and on BVOD. Yeah, yeah that, that is a big loss because we as journalists, we're essentially now going to be wholly reliant on network publicists to to tell us network share figures and and as we've experienced yeah. those, those share figures when it's coming from a network rather than an independent source like Oztam, those figures can yes. be manipulated and and kind of twisted to tell whatever particular story the networks want to tell so that's that's going to make it really hard for us going forward which is the PR Jedi's job, right? Their job is to take the data and tell us that their thing won when you lift up your knee and face Mecca and count to seven. Like, that's that's doing a fine job. Well done, friends. The, the challenge always is that this key data that Oztam published is always that base level. We can say, but here's what Oztam said. And Oztam tells us this. The press releases from each of the networks are great. The challenge is when they deliver us, oh, we won because, and they don't tell us how they've calculated that data set and sometimes it can be really specific particularly when we start to see week on week or across the year building for example how will we know who wins the news year this year based on these numbers is it going to be just on reach is it going to be i mean yes they'll well it has to be well yes but no rob because that's again only a minute and only 15 seconds of people who watched total numbers yeah but if that's the new metric mark then that has to be the decider yeah but what happens when the national average audience gives you a different winner well here's the biggest problem when it comes to news is news is a state-based product exactly and we don't get that information split either by the way in the new report and that's the problem it's not broken up we just get a total number for that show for last night based on reach and their national audience average and national BVOD average. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming the networks, we know that they're still getting all the old data that they used to get, so everything yes. that's stopping on Monday, they still get. Yes. But will they get, with this reach number, uh, you know, a state-by-state breakdown to know that nine news beat seven news or seven news beat nine news? Um, because well, My expectation is yes. If they get all the data as before, they get all the data as before. Mm. So it will be interesting to see what they can make available to us and even what they do make available to us because... Then I don't understand why they're not still supplying state-based reach. I get everything. I'm, uh, You know what? I've, I've laid down. I'm accepting it all. They're doing sure. what they're doing. But so, I yeah. don't understand the idea. We're moving to a different metric. We're going with cumulative reach. Fine, fine, fine. I don't understand why we're not getting state-by-state splits. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, a real good question. And I suspect, I say this not knowing, they've had to determine what the reports look like and here they come, here's all of the reports. Nothing would surprise me if in three to six months' time we start getting the reports split out by those key markets. Mm-hmm. Same metrics, like here's the reach for Brisbane and for blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'd say, yeah. I don't think the yeah. challenge is the calculation of the data. That's what, as far as I understand from what Oztam have told us, crunching this data set is huge work. And, you know, that's why they cut out any program that is less than 10 minutes because that adds in a whole other element of data that they just don't have time to process to get these figures out in a timely manner. And because they're looking at at BVOD and and those sorts of things as well, they have to hold off. That's why the report isn't coming out until 11.35, because they're, they're having to slice the data, say, this is how long we need to publish it, to calculate it, to publish it. And then here it comes. Now, the challenge, as we've talked about previously, is that at 11.30... Like, most of the media and public's interest in this, that ship has well sailed. All of the daily newsletters are out, well and truly, by 11.30. Um, And reporting on yesterday's figures the next day just feels a little bit... And, and how are network much. publicists going to abide by that? They'll see, because they'll still get those old reports, they'll see the averages, and if there's a story to tell, they'll certainly be telling it early to It'll try and take the narrative. Well, my understanding is that the networks don't get the data until 11.30, No, but they get well. the Oztem data. They usually get at 8.58, don't they? No. My understanding is they don't get any of the data until 11.30, 11.35. Because they have to calculate, they have to give them, they're not going to give them seven different no, no, deliveries of but they data. still get the Oztem, Metro no. and National averages because they're still, they're still getting that information from Oztem. Yes, my understanding is they don't get that data until they get all of the data at 11.30. Jeez, there's going to be executives like needing Valium. 8.58, they'll start to get the shakes when those reports don't come through. I could be wrong. That's what I understand from what Oztem told us in our briefing, that they said that all of the data delivers to everybody at 11.30, There's no more 9am drop. There's no more 10am embargo all of the data comes out later, like closer to lunchtime. Yeah, I'm just shocked. I knew that was. I knew we weren't getting anything, but I, I thought they'd still be getting it early. Mm. Kevin, what are your final thoughts on all this? I, I, I'd just like to say that for me personally, as someone who lives in regional Australia, I don't care mm. that the five city figure is going away. I, I won't particularly mourn it. I, I think it has become outdated, and it. For the last few years, it hasn't really been telling us a proper story because it, I mean, to be honest, a, a significant chunk of the audience is moving to BVOD technology. I guess what I would really mm. love to see is the introduction of a state-based reach figure, a figure that, say, yeah. included all of New South Wales and BVOD or all of Victoria yep. and BVOD so that we had a, a true understanding of how many people were watching a 6pm news in a particular state. I guess the other yes. thing, I mean, the fact that we're losing your subscription TV figures, that's going to be very yes. frustrating for me personally as a sports fan trying to, to keep up with that industry. Uh, Foxtel have already indicated that they're going to launch their own rating system, so mm-hmm. we're, we're going to have to re- keep a real eye on that and see what, what technology they're using because uh, 
as always, there's different ways to twist numbers. So mm. it's going to make yeah. It- does Paul Murray suddenly get uh, five hundred thousand instead of the seventy or eighty thousand he gets? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what Foxtel delivers, and they haven't talked about how their their ratings figures are going to be delivered to us yet, mm. because the subscription TV reports that we were getting from Oztam were national figures default. Mm. They weren't split mm. by you know market. It was just here's the national number for that show. So short of adding in on demand and BVOD, you know, those kinds of figures, I don't know what they're going to do as far as how do they inflate or what do they accurately reflect. Yeah, well, certainly, mm. certainly Fox are going to move to add in all of Binge and all of KO. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, everything. And obviously they've got their Hubble product coming along, so they'll be able yes. to use that to bring in some other data as well. Well, we will keep watching this and our ratings report start Monday. Good luck, Malk, with that one. (laughs) And the normal edition of TV Black Box returns on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And, yes, we'll be looking at the ABC and possible job cuts at Channel 10 based on what's happening at Paramount Global. All that and the latest TV topics that are coming up. We'll be covering it all. And Malk has about 10 bajillion binge box recommendations. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us for this special edition. My pleasure. Malk, thank you. I will see you Tuesday night. Oh, I have opinions, Rob. Oh, I know you do. And for all the latest in TV news, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. 